You're listening to Informed, informal chats about theological topics to help us know and understand God together. Informed. Informed. Hi everyone, Simeon here. Welcome to Informed, the highlights. Um, We've just been debating what we should call this. Uh, A little potted summary of uh, the conversation that uh, Daniel and I had about interpreting the Bible. Um, So Daniel, why is it important to think about why we, how how we're reading the Bible? Well, obviously, um, the Bible was written by particular people at a particular time in a particular place. And we, the readers, we exist in a particular time in a particular place and in a particular culture. The way I think about that is to have like two countries. So one country is when and where and how and by whom the Bible was originally written. And then the other country is me and where I am and um, my culture and my context and my time. And um, that first one is fixed because that's historic, but the second one depends on who you are, isn't it? It depends whether you're a Chinaman or uh, an Englishman or uh, an American woman or a South American. Um, So at that end, you need to understand that that varies. And so what you're trying to do by interpreting the Bible is you're trying to ask yourself the question, what what does this really mean? And to to understand what this really means, you've got to understand that there's a difference between those two countries and you're trying to build a bridge between one and the other in order to help you really accurately understand the question, what does this really mean? Yeah, all of the Bible, uh, all of the Bible is written by real people in real places dealing with real situations. None of it's just a generic religious text dropped out of the sky. It's a compilation of stuff that was written all with an original purpose and original audience in mind. Um, and so if we're going to understand the Bible, we need to firstly understand what it meant in the original context and what it was communicating to those first readers or those first hearers. Um, because it won't mean now something it didn't mean then. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, Simeon, people sometimes say something like, um, which parts of the Bible are timeless and which part of the, t- the Bible are, are cultural? How would you answer that? I'd say it's all timeless. And it's all cultural in the sense that it's all written by people with a culture and the way they write is going to be affected by that. Um, And it's all written in order to communicate timeless truths uh, to God's people. So um, the question is not which bits are cultural and we can ignore, which bits are timeless and um, we listen to. No, we listen to all of it. But in all of it, we have to think about, are there maybe some differences between that situation and our situation that I need to bear in mind. Now that's not because we fit the Bible into our culture and accommodate it and change it to make it fit in. God's people are always supposed to be counter-cultural. But if we're to understand the way in which we're supposed to be counter-cultural and and the meaning of what the um, author is saying, we need to understand, um, we need to think carefully about the fact that what they're writing in a different time to us and a very different culture to us. And they're writing so in a different time to each other. Yeah. yeah. And all of that is not so we can change what it means, it's so that we can understand what it means. Yeah. So, so in, in, the, in, in, sort of in my culture, when someone talks about the heart, I think of love and the center of my emotional being. Or when I think about the tummy, that's sometimes more to do with nerves. You might say, I've got butterflies in my tummy. Whereas to the biblical writers, uh, often 
the heart doesn't really come into it in that sense. They would talk about their, their spleen or their stomach as the center of their, they would be their equivalent of the heart. So sometimes um, these, these ideas are, are different and we need to understand a little bit about them. So what, what questions are you asking when you come to um, reading a particular part of the Bible and helping you um, understand how you ought to be reading it? What, what questions are you asking? I'm thinking about um, the differences between that country and this country, as it were, in terms of uh, three things in particular, context, covenant and culture. So the context might be different. You know, there'll be specific instructions given into specific situations um, like don't don't reap your harvest right to the edge of your field. Leave it for the poor and for the foreigner. Now, that's not saying that all God's people for all time have to be farmers or bad it's gardeners talking, or bad gardeners is talking into a context where that's how you got your food by growing it um uh covenantal differences um the the big idea here is that um the covenant god made with his people through moses with the, the temple system the ceremonial laws the food laws circumcision would probably be in there too sabbath would probably be in there too that kind of stuff that was um a an agreement god made with his people for a specific period of redemptive history and we're not living in that specific period so we don't have to follow um those specific laws although understanding them will help us to understand god and therefore understand how we should be following him they'll tell us something about god but the specifics don't necessarily apply to us because god didn't say them to us he said them to someone else uh, and we know that that was in a different, uh, a, a, a specific time frame that we're not currently in. And equally, it means that um, that the blessings, the promises of blessings of like uh, wealth and material prosperity and stuff that that God gave to people in that covenant don't necessarily apply to me because I'm not under that specific covenant. So so context is a thing to think about, and covenant is a thing to think about. And culture is a thing to think about, not because um, we're trying to fit in with our culture, um, but because if we're going to get at the real meaning, sometimes we'll need to translate some of the cultural symbols. So greeting one another with a holy kiss um, uh, isn't something we literally do, but we, we look behind that cultural symbol to see what it meant and what it represented, and we try and translate that meaning behind it into whatever the cultural way we express that thing is in our in our situation yeah and another another really helpful orientating piece of information is to try and understand that the bible was written in different genres different types of writing which which have their own laws and their own demands and their own expectations built in it might be the difference between um reading a fairy story and reading a newspaper, you'd have different expectations of how those stories are being told. Um, so what, what can you tell us about what some of those uh, biblical genres are and how to find our way into them? Well, there's obviously a historical narrative um, in, in a lot of the, um, uh, a lot of the Bible is that genre. Um, there's poetry, so things like the Psalms, we don't expect everything in there to be sort of a literal scientific description. It's poetry, just like poetry nowadays. Uh, proverbs, um, pithy statements, not um, not giving you promises, but giving you principles. Um, 
uh, prophetic writings that can be talking about multiple different things in the future at the same time, uh, the Gospels, um, putting different stories next to each other to make a point, not just giving you a chronological CCTV footage um, transcript. Um, apocalyptic writing, giving you giving you communication from God through pictures, but not necessarily literal CCTV from the future. Um, just knowing how some of these genres work can help us get into them. Yeah. I'd highly recommend um, carefully reading the Bible. Um, I'd, I'd encourage you if you're new to Bible reading, that's okay. It's okay to take baby steps when you're a baby. Um, maybe pick up pick, pick a particular book and read it, take careful observations, read it time and time again. Um, and then also to make note of your questions and to lean on the community. The church is here to, to help one another. Uh, there are books, but if you're not a book person, there's the Bible Project videos, but more than that is your friends and colleagues in the church who um, can really help you. And I know when I'm doing studies, I'll often fire off an email to the person I think might be best suited to help me answer a particular question. And some of you listening will have had that experience of receiving an email from me saying, what do you think this means exactly? Um, so I think that's a really good thing to do. Uh, give it a go, um, take careful observations. Don't, don't be afraid to ask questions of other people. Thank you, Daniel. For more on this, listen to the full-length podcast. But for now, it's bye from me. And bye from me. Hello, welcome to Informed, the quick version. I've got to come up with a better name than that. <laughs> Straight to the heart off. <laughs> what should we call it? Um, Fun size. <laughs> yeah the the, the 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 strip down straight to the to the highlights the highlight reel <laughs> that's the day two <laughs>